Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Thompson. With me, as always, is the one who knows just about everything there is to know, Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston. How are you in that squeaky? It's very squeaky. Microphone stand. I have to remember to bring the WD forty. Need some WD forty on that man. I'll tell you uh, what. This I, I am uh, I am Charles Thompson, but I'm not the Charles Thompson from the Constitutional Convention, the Secretary of the Constitutional Convention, the real one. I didn't know that there was one there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I found this out recently. You know, I <laughs> I do love history, but mm-hmm. I found out recently. That the two original signers, there were two original signers of the uh, the draft of the Constitution, uh, which was John Hancock, which everyone knows, but also his secretary or the secretary of the Constitutional Convention was Charles Thompson, who also signed it. The difference is, unfortunately, my ancestors somewhere along their lineage changed the last name. Mm. With, then they, they added a P for Tomp. Thompson. Okay. And I his, got you. He was just T H O M S O N. But he's definitely your great grandfather, right? Probably. And probably owned slaves, <laughs> I would say. Yeah. Because today we're celebrating Juneteenth. I didn't even think okay. of that. Yeah. yeah. And here you, here Charlie comes in talking about the Constitution and the signing, <laughs> trying to take this day away. <laughs> Automat through, I mean, it's subconsciously. <laughs> He comes in to read an article about Juneteenth talking about the founding fathers. That's right. Signing the Constitution. We've got a lot of work to do today here, folks. Okay, this is going to be harder than I thought it was going to be. Okay. I can't can't even say anything. I feel like I'm turning so red right now. Yeah, you are very red. You're extremely red. Yeah, but it's all true. So this is Good Morning Liberty, where we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meeting every single day of the week when we want to, and even when we don't want to, because to tell you the 100% God's honest truth, neither one of us want to be here today <laughs> at all, okay? It's a holiday, mm-hmm. and uh, we we both came in with this idea that, hey, the market's closed, which means uh, we shouldn't have to use our brains, and now we're having to use our brains for a mm-hmm. little bit, although we'll use less than normal, I'm sure. Well, because it's just not fully fully going right now. Neither one of us. Well, Nate hasn't drank in like four years, and I don't really drink anymore. But it's like I feel like I have a like a weekend hangover. Mm. Okay, kind of, without drinking. Well, I have no idea what that would feel like. But uh, anyway, smash the follow button. I know this has been a super exciting beginning to the yeah. podcast mm-hmm. for everyone. It's June twentieth right now. I say we're celebrating Juneteenth because it is the federal holiday of Juneteenth, mm. and which was yesterday. Yes. But recognized today. Um, I wanted to, before we get into this article from Vox, which is ridiculous and could have been reserved for Friday, but what better day to read it, uh, an article about Juneteenth, uh, because it's ridiculous anyway. So before we get into that, Charlie, what are your thoughts on this holiday? On Juneteenth? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to pick a day to celebrate emancipation... I'll go for it. Okay. And yeah. um, I, I just wish that the if the federal government were to take a day off, they also just wouldn't get paid. <laughs> That's, That's true. Yeah. 
Could we uh, prorate our taxation? Exactly. Maybe? Yeah, yeah that can would be I, good. Can I not pay taxes today since you're not open today? I think that's a pretty good idea. I feel like that would be appropriate. Yeah. Um, I, I also, that would be a step in the right direction, at least. I kind of feel the same way. When we first talked about Juneteenth last year, I think the very, very first time we talked about it, I was like, this, this is stupid. We shouldn't be doing anything like this. This is ridiculous, man. And then I thought about it a little bit more. And I was like, you know what? This, Of all things that get celebrated throughout the year and all the holidays that we have on the calendar, uh, whatever you want to say about this specific date and whether or not you celebrate the Emancipation Proclamation or something else, of all things that we celebrate with a national holiday, I think it's a good one to to celebrate. I, I, I do. Okay. Well, I think what we talked about originally when this was originally announced last year, right? When it became a federal holiday or federal, it became a federal holiday in 2020. Uh, just, well, I think last year was the first time, Okay, but maybe I, it became one in 2020. Go back into the listen, listen to the episode. But I think what we said is like, this is just like virtue signaling. Well, yeah, that's what, yeah. like they pass this as like a virtue signal, essentially being like, this is how much we care about black people. Mm-hmm. And it's actually like. Well, not really. Well, because people could celebrate regardless of whether or not the federal government called the holiday. Right. But they do call other things holidays. And so you're like, well, why not this one? Yeah. You know, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine to to have that and recognize it. But do we actually want to help people? Because I feel like what happens is, especially from those on the extreme woke left, the wokest, mm-hmm. I think what they like what they do is they do these types of things to like pat themselves on the back. Be like, well, I was part of getting Juneteenth, you know, federal holiday. What the extreme you- woke, woke left has that accent. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, this is the uh, the redneck. Okay, the redneck leftist. Okay, um, there's a guy, by the way, redneck leftist. I don't know if you've ever seen him. Leftnecks, as I call him in my head, but yeah. we can call him that. Leftneck. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, they're they're out there being like, oh, look what we've done for black people, and it's like, uh, is that really helping them? Well, you could look throughout all the things that we have done and and ask the question, is this helping? And I I don't really think it is. I think the best thing that the government could do to help people would be to get out of everyone's way. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of stealing their money, kind of the idea of the podcast. Like Mm -hmm. we're we're just taking money out of the economy and reallocating it using the government. And they do a terrible job Mm -hmm. when they when they do it. And it hasn't actually made things a lot better. I think we've gotten better uh, in spite of what the government has tried to do to act like they were helping people yeah and sometimes when i think about that by the way i give myself a white pill moment where i'm like you know what the market is so strong it's so good uh, that in spite of what the government is doing we've been able to overcome the government this whole time and make things better and better and better now where could we be if they wouldn't have been trying to slow stuff down the entire time who knows we would probably be you know flying around or little jetsons mobiles or something like that but we have made it through all of this and and the government i think is just another hurdle that the market has to overcome and i think it's good enough to do it and i do think that we should leave the market to solve these problems i think people would be better off the problem is when you say that it sounds like you don't care about people and you don't want to help anyone mm. And then if you say that, you're not likely to get elected by people. And so you uh, probably won't win your election because you're not telling people specifically that you're going to solve this problem. Like, here's a problem. You don't have enough money. Okay. And so I'm going to solve that problem. And if you just say, well, if we get the government out of the way, then likely the market will advance in a way that's going to give you more money uh, throughout our free enterprise system. That all kinds of sounds like a lot of wishful thinking for people. Your invisible hand's going to come in. And 
And uh, instead, what they want to hear is, I'm going to take money from this person and I'm going to give it to you and you're for sure going to have money. And that's what we've been trying to do now for a while. I don't think it's really helping. Well, I got this great article from Vox that I found over the weekend. And I didn't realize things were this bad, but they are. If you live in Vox world, if you're in the Vox bubble, this is pretty, pretty, no. it's a pretty bad time right now. Now, I'm okay. going to make a joke. Okay. That a lot of people oh, might God. think that. Is it the one you said earlier? It is. Sim- oh, kind it's of. a terrible idea. Kind of. That's, that's terrible. Kind of. Okay. I'm just, the only question I'm going to ask. Some, something happened. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> what's up with that? Nate's muting my mic. <laughs> I'm just going to ask a question. One simple question. Okay. I'm not going to allude to anything or whatever. Some people might put the pieces together and think I'm being some kind of jerk or something. <laughs> I'm going to put this only on you. I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I'm just asking a simple question. Are they trying to replace another holiday? That's all I'm asking. Do you think that has anything to do with it? I'm not even going to give that kind of a question a <laughs> laugh, Charlie. It doesn't deserve any type of laugh. Anyway, right. from Vox.com, Juneteenth isn't just a celebration of freedom. It's a monument to America's failures. It's probably fitting that Juneteenth arrives exactly half a month before Independence Day. Together, they offer an honest reflection of the American experiment. Juneteenth is a holiday commemorating America as it is. July 4th celebrates the country America's America pretends to be. Yeah. Juneteenth also is not a holiday commemorating America as it is. It's commemorating a, a date where a specific good thing happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, but well, whatever to each their own. Bad Juneteenth ideas. observes the enforcement of the Emancipation Proclamation in Galveston, Texas on June 19, 1865. On that day, Major General Gordon Granger... Read General Order Number 3, allowed with 2,000 federal troops at his back, forcing Texas enslavers who had refused to free their slaves, as required by law, to finally do so more than two years late. General Order Number 3 was a refusal to grant black Americans the full freedom they should have enjoyed and informed the former enslaved that they ought to stay where they are and that they were expected to toil still for their former enslavers that they ought not to bother the federal government and that they were to continue being drivers of economic prosperity for white Americans. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to keep going kind of downhill. Here is the article. For black Americans, the liberty to decide their own fates remained and remains elusive. Mm -hmm. True freedom has eluded us because the specter of white supremacy haunts our steps. It slinks in our shadows, appearing anywhere, at any time, in any form, as it did in Buffalo, New York, just weeks ago. It wraps, uh, warps our lives from the quality of care we receive as babies to the schools we attend to the places we live and the jobs we hold. It dictates the, it dictates the money we're paid, the way strangers treat us. The infection of white supremacy has penetrated our country so deeply that no aspect of black life goes untouched so how what's your what, what are your thoughts so far how are you feeling about this as a straight white male i can't have an opinion on it that's true yeah so we can only read these words and accept them as truth no i can't i can't make a counterclaim because if i do well i'm just obviously racist mm-hmm. what about the quality of care we receive as babies to the schools we attend now i've, I've heard a lot about this before that there's uh 
you know, higher rates of infant death or, you know, for the mothers and all that and the racial disparities between those two things. Do you think that comes down to like these racist doctors and nurses that are giving poor care to people? No. Why not? I mean, I guess you just have your own anecdotal evidence or empirical evidence. Well, okay. So part of me thinks that they're not necessarily totally wrong here. I'm going to throw a caveat in this because if you guys remember the war on poverty that was started under Johnson, right? This guy, this president was heard on record. There's actual audio tapes of him saying that basically what he was going to do was set black people back, except he used the N word. Mm. Um, through these different things uh, that he was proposing. And so if you look at the actual answer, what what I believe is holding, let's say, black America back, if you want to say that that's happening, is really the institution of all of the um, things that keep them indebted to the federal government. Enslaved to the federal government. Yes. Yeah. Through... Welfare checks and poverty and the incentives that they give you. To the I mean, the more fatherless children you can have, the more money you'll make. Mm-hmm. It's the, true. The more food you'll get, the more housing you'll get, all of this stuff. And look, it affects all people of a lower economic, uh, a lower social economic status. However, I think it affects. Uh, I think Johnson did. He laid out exactly what he's going to do, and it ended up working. I I think you're right so, about that. So I'm not saying, like, there's never been a better time to be a black American, I don't think. Um, you can just look around at the, at the immense su- success that a lot of them have had. Um, but at the same time, I don't think he's necessarily wrong, and that's my caveat to it, which was, but I think they're pointing the finger at the wrong people. Well, when you this, say, like, the quality of care, and you even hear it uh, say, like, disproportionate uh, people in prison for drug offenses or whatever— and let's say that's not a, a, a cycle where uh, what you would hear even someone like Rand Paul would say that white people and black people do drugs at the same rate, but there's more black people in prison for it. One really simple thing with this and I think with the quality of care uh, with people is economics, your economic status, not because you are black, you were treated like this. I think a lot of times what you have is a public defender that doesn't do as good of a job trying to get their client out of prison. I think you have these public nonprofit hospitals. Uh, you have people that are on Medicaid or whatever it might be. And public housing. And then public, ha- they just end up having uh, a worse time of it. And it's more of an economic status thing uh, than it is an actual, we're doing this because you are black. And they keep you addicted to the federal government teat. And it's hard to wean off of because it's yeah. like, okay, well, to better my life, I have to go out into the market where I could fail or I have a guaranteed, you know, substandard living. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's still risky to go out and do that. I like what Amanda says here is they spelled specter of government wrong. Yeah. Instead of the specter of white supremacy, it's the specter of government. It's the government policies that are holding you back. But at least they're recognizing your day now. <laughs> there I mean, you that's go. something, yeah. right? It can't be their fault. They just gave you a national holiday. How might the present have been better if white Americans had worked in partnership with those of different skin tones and traditions? What happiness might future generations have known? 
We can't know and instead find ourselves in a post-apocalyptic. Wow. That was great. Post-apocalyptic. No. I can't say the word. Post-apocalyptic. I can't say the word today for some reason. Let me say this. I'm just going to go over. I'm just going to skip past it. Let me say this sentence because it was my favorite sentence in the entire article. And I was like, Nate, can you trust Charlie to read this article and say all the words? (laughs) And inside I was like, no, you can't. There's no possible way. Okay. But then, you know, uh, the next one's even harder. So... So what are you going to do in this alternating article situation we put ourselves in? I don't, I don't understand you know? why I can't say that right now. I don't. And now the pressure's on. It is. You know? Now it's, it's even worse. Because <laughs> we do this live, it's not like I can edit this out or anything. the sentence. Oh, it's going to be perfect on the recording. We're just not even going to be in there at all. Nate's probably going to highlight it. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put eight more instances of you trying to say that word and coming out the exact same That's way. Be our new TikTok video with me just going tomorrow's show. Tomorrow's show is going to start with you saying it over and over again. Post-apocalyptic. No, no, nope. still not. I just said it po- randomly. So it, apocalyptic. Okay. Apocalyptic. But this is after that. There's been an apocalypse. Post-apocalyptic. Exactly. See, I can say it. We find ourselves in a post-apocalyptic present. Present. You almost stumbled. Right now. Mm-hmm. Right now. Where this is like this is this is like The Walking Dead or something. This is like a nuclear war has happened today. It's worse. What than everyone's ever. going through. Well, Nate, we're in the midst of Jim Crow 3.0. Well, I guess that's true. It keeps getting upgraded. Yeah. Can we just stop upgrading? I mean, it, I thought version one was fine. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, version one was terrible. You're right. No, there's no such thing as version two or three, but they're going to keep going with it. I want to thank the sponsor for today's show. That's our friend Mikel Thurup of the Expat Money Show. You've probably heard him on this podcast before. That's back on episode 330. And if you're one of the many people who are considering exploring life in another country, you absolutely have to subscribe to the Expat Money Show. Whether it's foreign residencies, second passports, asset protection, or protecting your money from the tyranny of taxation, there is no better resource than the Expat Money Show. I mean that, seriously. This is the guy to go to. Mikkel has spent over 20 years traveling the world, visiting more than 100 countries while living in nine different countries over that time. He can help you legally eliminate your tax bill and travel the world in the process. So subscribe to the Expat Money Show today, available on all the podcast apps, YouTube, or you can find the episodes over at expatmoneyshow.com. And by the way, he's got a great online summit coming up that I'm going to put the link in the show notes to as well. A bunch of different experts who are going to show you all the benefits of living the expat lifestyle, the best ways to do it, how we can actually live a free libertarian lifestyle. That does sound pretty good. So go over to the expatmoneyshow.com and find all the links in the show notes. Uh, Certainly, (laughs) coming back from the article here, it's one somewhat brightened by the art, culture, and societal achievement created by the descendants of slaves. That light pales, however, in comparison to the darkness that birthed it. It is all but eclipsed by the continuous fight against white supremacy. All now, the good things, by the way, that have happened. All the great stuff that there is. in comparison. You look out there and you look at all the successes and achievements and the strides. All of that pales in comparison to the current fight against white supremacy on a daily basis that everyone is dealing with right now in 2022. 
Now, let me ask you a question, Nate. Mm-hmm. This may come off. This may come off as racist and bigoted too. I think we're well to past some that. People. Yeah, but I I know who I am. I'm definitely not a racist. Well, that's um, which is, strike one right there. <laughs> Let's see what else you say. No, but I, I have to ask you a question. I believe it's self-evident, but I'm going to go ahead and state this anyway. Slavery was horrible. I completely disagree with every aspect of it. I disagree with Jim Crow. I disagree with people being racist and prejudiced and all of those things. I'm just going to ask a question, which is illegal nowadays to do. <laughs> but I'm just going to ask. I know what you're going to ask me already. I'm trying to think of my answer. Are black Americans today... Okay. The, the Americans that are black in uh-huh. today's America. Yeah. Like Elon Musk. Do you know th- the black? They're actually okay. black. Okay, I got you. You think they're better off than the black people in Africa right now? After reading this article, which is literally <laughs> the next sentence, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. But yes, clearly, everyone knows. Clear, And that's how ridiculous the next little paragraph is. We all know that clearly things are better right now. And that, and that there is more not opportunity. Only, not only be, not only back then, 200 years ago, I'm talking about right now. Yeah. Are black Americans better off today right now than African blacks right now oh, in people Africa? in Africa. Like in Africa. Let's say the slave trade never happened. And we're in the office. You probably shouldn't yell that. Okay. Let's say the slave trade <laughs> never happened. I don't care. There's I'm someone asking, in the cubicle right next to us. I'm asking questions. Okay. <laughs> Listen, it, if the slave trade had never happened, and again, slavery was wrong. <laughs> I completely disagree with it. But if it never happened, and let's say they like they they never nobody came to Africa, nobody left Africa, would they be better off today staying there or in being in America with the freedom that they have now? Well, we know the clear answer to to that question. Uh, right now, but that it is a that's a and I'm tough not qu- saying the ends justify the well, means. And that's, that's the not thing. what I'm saying. That's the problem with that question all is I'm, that you get into. I'm, oh, so you're saying that it was better off that this no, happened? No, that's not what I'm saying. But you you could I mean, and what is the you know what's the point of the what it, what is the point overall uh, of the question? But you could say like, okay, if you had a time machine and you were going to stop this. And, no, what I'm and, saying is the point <laughs> of the overall question is is as you. At, what I'm doing is I'm defending America. America? Because present, yeah. present day America. Because as you paint a picture of present day America as being the worst place on earth with white supremacy running rampant and black Americans, black people having the worst time, this is the worst place for them to be. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm defending. Yeah. Is America really the worst place? Is it, this a post apocalyptic <laughs> present? Nailed it. Boom. Let's That's, just end the show right I there. I said all of that. There we go. All right. I said all of that for that line right there. <laughs> nice. Okay. Is it? I mean, is this the worst present? No. And of course, and I, I know this, I'm just going to say that loud. It doesn't mean that there aren't things that we can improve on and, and make a lot better because you could say, uh, well, this world that we have right now, we come in here and we complain about the stuff that's going on all the time. And someone could say, well, what about, you know, what is it, would it be better if we just hadn't created this and... And you well, were, that's why we have a white pill Wednesday. You know, yeah, exactly. And so, but there's always things that you can do to make it better. Unfortunately, what we get really upset about as libertarians uh, is that we actually argue for things that would make it better for the most amount of people overall. Selfishly, I might add, 
uh, not because we want to be altruistic towards, at least me, towards everyone else, but because it would make us feel good uh, to help other people, which means it's rooted in selfishness still. But, uh, but anyway, um, we, we actually want to do things to help other people. And that answer isn't really taken. What it's taken as is like, uh, okay, well, you're racist. You don't want to do all these programs to help people. You want to do reparations, Charlie? Nope. Come on. Mm-mm. Look at what people had to go through. I, I what mm-hmm. I want to do is give people the most like literally he talks about being truly free here. I want every single human being to be as free as they possibly can be like literally no government involvement whatsoever to live out the dream that they want to live out and to, and to be able to take that responsibility for themselves and their families to, to do whatever it is they need to do and not be held back. By all this red tape and everything we see today. Well, I get it. You hate black people. I know. It's fine, actually. All right. As Americans celebrate Juneteenth of this year, it is difficult not to wonder how much more free, truly free, black Americans are today than they were on Juneteenth 1922 or even Juneteenth 1865. Can you say that all again as for people who think that our last five minutes of conversation was completely ridiculous? This um, is what he says. Just say right that here. again. As Americans celebrate Juneteenth this year in 2022, by the way, it is difficult not to wonder how much more free, truly free, black Americans are today than they were on Juneteenth 1922 or even Juneteenth 1865. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. It's difficult. It's difficult not to wonder whether freedom is merely delayed or will be eternally denied. Black people have no freedom in America today. And now let's no more freedom than they did in 1865. Let's talk about that that statement there. It's difficult not to wonder whether freedom is merely delayed or will be eternally denied. By whom? Like we didn't have a freaking black president <laughs> of, the, of the freaking United States. Half, Charlie. Okay. Okay. My All bad. Right. Jeez. No, but the question I have is like eternally denied, freedom be eternally denied. By who? Who's denying it? White supremacy, obviously, Nate. Yeah. But who? I, I, what I want to know is, and if you're listening, you're like, oh my God, this is terrible. Terrible. Look at all this. I actually do want to know what the things are in place right now that are, that are racist, specifically holding Besides government back. programs, I want to I want to know what the government programs are that are holding people back, or what any whatever it is in our society, whatever the instant, whatever it is, I just want to know. And if it is uh, specifically targeted at a specific group of people, then then I want to know about that, and I'd like to a- advocate for it to be gotten rid of if it's done at the at the point of a gun by the government for sure. Now, this isn't to say <laughs> that there aren't some experiences that black people have that white people don't. Of course. Yeah. I mean, they're like, I, I do think there is a small segment mm-hmm. of police. It's been obviously been documented several times that there is some racial profiling that happens or uh, people who are racist who call into the police saying, oh, it's all black guy looking suspicious walking down the street. You know, like those are the, the like racism. It's like does exist in some people. Like mm-hmm. Some people, but what you have to question is what is the power structure? If you do believe that it's uh, that it has been uh, literally is being denied to you, that freedom is being denied. What is the power structure that is denying that freedom to you? And you can't say capitalism. 
because that's what a lot of people would answer, unfortunately. If there is anything that's physically being denied, more than likely being backed by the government right now. But I would have a hard time coming up with stuff. I, I don't know exactly what it, what it would be at the moment. The next article, which I don't know if we'll go to, this is kind of a short article. We're not all the way through it yet. But the next article talks about the new redlining, modern-day redlining. And uh, I found it really interesting what they're calling modern-day redlining, if we, uh, if we do get to it. If not, we'll do it tomorrow. <clears throat> well, just so you know, Nate, continue from the article here. Juneteenth can be a time for confronting the hypocrisies of our founding documents, the betrayal. Let's stop there. <laughs> okay. Again, Nate and I disagree with slavery. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't want to speak for you. Oh, I, I, yeah, I disagree. Okay, yeah. I'm a hard no. Good Morning Liberty takes a big, like, a big stance. I would like to come out today. Our official position is uh, one of disagreement. With? Slavery. With slavery. With slavery, yeah. So we're anti-death, anti-slavery, mm -hmm. obviously. Okay. Uh, um, now, there are some things in our founding documents. Now, I, I saw a video where Charlie Kirk was asked a question about this, and he said, show me in the Constitution where there was any mention of slavery or anything like that. Well, there was the three-fifths compromise. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's in the founding documents. All right? They, they did count black people as less than a full person. Okay? So th th there was some there, which... By the way, disagree with all of it. Disagree with the fact that they didn't let women vote or have rights, that they didn't let black people have any rights. Honestly, I just, I just think we should have kept the damn king in the first place. <laughs> you know, This is too much trouble. Yeah. It'd be way easier to fight the king if he was way the hell over there. You yeah, know? and to only have one person to blame. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, right now it'd be a queen, though. She, True. She's been running True. for a long time. Oh, we could beat her pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> the worst show. The betrayal, did we uh, freeze or just me? I don't know. Okay. Um, I'm offline, it says. Oh, okay. Well, go ahead. All right. Uh, the betrayal seated in Granger's announcement, the failure to pay former slaves reparations, and the country's enduring aversion to full freedom for black Americans. The country's enduring aversion to full freedom for black Americans. What is that? No one, apparently, the motto of the United States of America is making sure black people don't have full freedom. You notice in this whole article, which I think only cut out a couple fluff paragraphs in here, they never actually name any of the things mm -mm. that there are. You know, we're just enduring aversion to full freedom for black. What do you, what do you mean? Probably, uh, probably voter suppression. Or something like that. I don't know exactly what it is. But yeah, you can just say stuff. And the failure to pay former slaves reparations. Now, I can say that at the time, in 1865, that was the perfect time to call for reparations towards former slaves. I, I would have supported it at that time. Probably. Mm -hmm. I like to think I would anyway. I don't know. But I, I do. I do. There's the time. But like right now. Why are we why are we still talking about that? We're way past it. There's no possible way that my mom owes money to someone whose ancestors may or may not have been that there's no reason to do that. We need another government program. We ain't got no money, man. 
That one's got our money. It's fake. Okay? It's Fugazi. That thing's been spent. Yeah, it's gone. All right. I'll just skip down to the end here because um, there's yeah just a few more things. But he just says at the end, Our hope is that one day Juneteenth can instead be a chance to celebrate freedom from white supremacy, a yearly celebration observed by a truly free people. So there you have it, folks. So until there are no longer any white, which how many like actual white supremacists do you think there are out there? Now, this is really easy to write when you've been calling everyone who disagrees with you a white supremacist for Mm -hmm. a couple of years, because then it looks like there's like 40 or 50 million straight up white supremacists out there, probably even more. I bet a bunch of the Democrats even are uh, in some people's eyes. So uh, and so when you say that, like, oh, we'll never be free until we have freedom from white supremacy. But then when you think about what's the actual number of people who are white supremacists, it's probably a very low, very low portion of the population. And there's probably even other portions of the population uh, who who are black supremacists. Who are uh, I? I ran into some Asian supremacists the other day. I was like, "Dude, we're cool. Look at this picture of my grandma. <laughs> Everything's cool, man." And so we didn't have any problems. Uh, but until we we apparently rid the world of this white supremacy, it's it's you're never going to get rid of all all. And all you can do is is try to convince them that they're wrong, show them that they're wrong uh, through acts of kindness. Or finally ignoring uh, those people, because the more you fight, really, the more you fight against the white supremacists, the more you're going to end up creating, you know, every every white supremacist you blow up, three more are created. Well, the CIA said that. Mm. So it's, a, you know, it's just, I, I don't see a winning proposition here for what we're going to do. And apparently you're not truly free right now. And I still want to know what that is. But the thing is, we're not all truly free. Because we're all still owned by the government, whoever it is that's in, in control of the government. They get to take a part of our money, whatever portion. I think the biggest thing that the founders messed up on, other than not abolishing slavery, you know, uh, right off the bat, right there. I think the biggest thing was not setting some type of constitutional amendment about taxation and what the limits of the taxation could be. Because right now it's free to the whims of whoever's in power. Well, they kind of did. In the government. They kind of did initially. They they just gave the power to Congress, essentially. Um, but it was basically, you're going to hear this term come out as the Supreme Court releases opinions um, this week, well, for the rest of June. Um, but in our nation's history and traditions, there was never a direct income tax until they passed the 16th Amendment, mm-hmm. uh, which was which allowed for the direct taxation of income. So my other problem is I hate it was amended for that. I hate property taxes too. Really, as much as I hate income taxes, I hate property taxes. I actually don't know which one I hate the most. I I think that unless you have the only tax, ugh, I hate even finishing the sentence right there. The only tax I get behind would be a consumption tax, a sales tax. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it has one it has good economic in- incentives, and two you could actually get around it you you could create your own stuff and not have to pay the sales tax anymore once you built up your way to create your own stuff. It's the only tax that you could actually escape, mm-hmm. is, is what I'm saying. Because when we have income tax, you're still owned by the government. You produce things, you're still owned by the government. They own a portion of your time, of course. If you don't pay them, they can put you in prison. Property taxes, you don't pay them. They can take your, your property. 
you have the right to your life, your liberty, and your property unless you don't pay the government for that right. Mm-hmm. And so that's a real big misstep there with the Yeah, I wish the, they would have defined some more limiting yeah. features of taxation. Um, I think that they definitely messed up on that one. And, you know, when we get to create a country, mm-hmm. we'll make sure that that's in there. Because we've learned. Yeah. We've learned from our forefathers. It's getting cheaper and cheaper to create our Bitcoin country. We're sponsored today by Donors Trust, the tax-friendly way to simplify your charitable giving without compromising your values or your principles. We talk a lot about the importance of putting your money where your mouth is to make a positive change in the world. There's tons of organizations with our liberty-minded principles that are doing great work every day, but cancel culture might be coming for your charitable dollars. All the big banks sponsor charitable savings accounts or donor-advised funds, as they're formally called, but they have a history of slow walking or just straight up blocking donations to conservative charities. Family Research Council, National Review Institute, National Rifle Association Foundation, Liberty Council, Turning Point USA, and a lot more have been targeted by the woke mob in recent years. So clearly, not every donor-advised fund provider is safe for conservatives and libertarians. Let Donors Trust help manage your charitable giving. Donors Trust was built with our listeners in mind. That's people who believe that limited government and constitutional rights are worth fighting for. If you already have a donor-advised fund, consider opening a rollover account. It can be done in three simple steps by calling my friends at Donors Trust. The Donors Trust team will work with you to protect your charitable legacy and help you achieve your charitable goals. Even if you're not ready now, by the way, but you're interested in charitable giving in the future, sign up to the link to get more information. Partner with the fund that matches your values. To learn more, download their prospectus at www.donorstrust.org gml. That's www.donorstrust.org gml. To align your giving with your values, visit www.donorstrust.org gml. Modern redlining is pushing some Texans out of their homes. Now, we're not going to go through this entire article because somehow we just spent like 50 minutes on that. That's what happens, Nate. Last article, 35, actually. We hung out with people in the mm-hmm. in the live group beforehand. Um, so modern redlining is pushing some Texans out of their homes. Okay, so to, to start off, you had this thing, redlining, where they would specify these districts where basically no one was going to invest. Banks weren't going to lend out money. Uh, insurance wasn't going to cover, nothing like that. And it, it ended up being really bad for the people that were in those neighborhoods, of course. Well, now we've have, we have modern redlining that's happening. And without reading the whole article, uh, let me just tell you what the modern redlining is that's happening. It's people's home values going up too fast. Even the, the minorities that live in those homes, their values are going up too fast, and there's a lot of people asking them, if they can buy their houses at a premium and they're feeling pressured to sell their homes. So that's the, that's one part right there. But then there's the other part. That's the more serious part. And that is that as those values go up, the property taxes owed on that house is going up by a lot. Property tax is a wealth tax. And, And it is. And 
Texas has some pretty bad property. They've got taxes. the worst. They've got the worst. They got the worst. And and so people in Texas are having a hard time with this as their property taxes keep going up and up. They're fighting the appraisal, the values of their houses, trying to stop the value of their houses from going up because they can't afford the property taxes uh, on their on their homes. And so when you look at this modern redlining, who is the culprit in this scenario? It's taxation. That is yep. the culprit in the scenario. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was the government that was culprit in the in the last scenario as well. But now we've got taxation, and we've got a lot of people uh, that statistically would support higher taxes, so we can have more programs, better communities, stuff like that. And one of the things that people are complaining about is that the government put a bunch of money into revamping the city making everything look nicer, redid the district around the river. For free. Here in, in, in San Antonio, for free, of course. <laughs> and when they did that, it made the property value of all the houses shoot up a bunch. Now, there's one problem with that is when the government takes money from people and they put it into this river district right here, and then that ends up creating a higher property value for everyone. That is a, a, a way of inflating the value of everyone's properties, through, by taking their money and putting it into this district, you inflate the value of their properties, but did they become more able to pay the higher property taxes afterwards? No, because really their economic situation didn't change just because the government decided to throw millions of dollars in the revamping this river district in San Antonio. The way unless, that, unless they could get new jobs at new places that came if in that that happened, were paying better. The way that you would want this to happen is for a business to freely choose to come into that area to create more jobs, to build all factories, to do all that. Jobs, yeah. And the, the increase in property value would happen because the actual economic situation of that city was getting better. And as the increase in property values happened, well, actually, that would help all the people that are in the city as well because it happened because the business came there and hired everyone uh, and even more people uh, to come there. We see that in Nashville with all the, you know, Amazons hiring 5,000 people. And, and who's all the other people like Qualcomm or something? I don't know. It's coming in. And, uh, and Oracle. Didn't Oracle come? Oracle, yep. yeah. 6,000 That's who I met, not Qualcomm. Uh, but Oracle coming into Nashville hiring Probably all Qualcomm these people. Probably Qualcomm, too. We just don't know. And so that's one of the reasons I think that, uh, that Nashville's home values aren't going to crash like the rest of the country or like a lot of places around the country because the increase in home values here has really been because we've had tons of businesses move here and bring a lot of employees with them and also raise the wages along with that because they had to compete for everyone that was living in the area. And so what I want people to realize, because we're coming up on the hour here, is that the culprit throughout this article from the Washington Post, modern redlining, is the fact that as the value of the houses increased, their property taxes went up. But their economic situation never changed. And so they were end up getting priced out of these homes in this area. And I don't know if I like property taxes more than I like income taxes, honestly. It is a well, and and when you have property taxes, it means you never actually truly own the property Mm-mm. because if you stop paying the government, then they get to take it from you. They'll take your property. So you never actually own it. When do you ever actually own this piece of land? It's yours. Never. Mm-mm. You never own it. And so that's a big issue to me. I could only get down, I think, with a consumption tax And if we were going to have an income tax, which I wouldn't want to have, it would have to be a flat tax. 
and it would have to come along with a constitutional amendment that says you cannot have a flat tax above the rate of 0%. <laughs> <laughs> but it would need to be a flat tax if it were going to be more fair than the current situation uh, that we have right now. So I, I think that's really the, the summation of this article, although it's like a, a 90 paragraph article. But they it's go hilarious all- kind of the way that they write it. So, I mean, what they did to invest in here, a multi-billion dollar push by the city to incentivize development in San Antonio's urban area uh, was a realization of former mayor Julian Castro's decade of downtown campaign. Mm-hmm. So so this this lady that they're telling a story about, because that's what you have to do, find somebody, one person, tell a story about, uh, Flores. And she used to have... Um, she used to have neighbors on her block that were um, their their names were Via Senoras and Herrera to those of corporations. Now it's changed the corporations that are her neighbors. Yeah. So and and that's the modern day redlining that people are going through. Now that's a little but, bit, but all done by a mayor who had similar last names to her former <laughs> to, to her former neighbors and was doing what you <laughs> thought they were supposed to do which was uh, confiscate money from people and then put it back into the community to make it better mm. and what actually would have been better is if all the people in the community could have just kept their money and then if it was a community that businesses wanted to move into then they can move into that community and instead what they've done is they've taken money from people they've incentivized people to come in and they're pricing out a lot of people that are in the neighborhood now all through uh, economic mismanagementism. So I, I do hope that on this Juneteenth celebration day uh, that we are doing. By the way, happy Juneteenth, Charlie. I didn't get to tell you yesterday, and ho- happy Father's Day also. Charlie's oh, thanks, a dad, man. Yeah, and uh, and so what I want people to realize is that in all of these conversations that we just had, it was the government that was the culprit, and I want everyone to remember that. And if you're talking to anyone, just make sure you let them know. Taxation was the culprit. The government rules were the culprit here. What power does someone else have over you? Are there wealth disparities? Are there wealth gaps statistically between white and black people? Yeah, there are. But that's just like a measurement, like we're doing a contest or something. How does that stop you? How does that stop a a person who's in a lower economic status from being able to move up to a higher one? What rules and what laws are in place that are placing hurdles in their way? a lot of licensing fees. Uh, it's a lot of property, business taxes, all of that, all the permits and everything that you got to do that make it harder for people to climb from the bottom of the ladder up to the top. And not everyone gets to start out in a wheelchair <laughs> on a TV show. Yeah. That's, I don't know what you mean by that, but I, I agree Starting from the bottom. Now we hear, Oh, okay. I got you. Okay. Drake. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> understood. Understood. Yeah. All right, let's get out of here because I've had the pee for the last 25 minutes and it's really bothering me. Can we not just tell people the biggest news of the weekend? Oh, what's the biggest news? The, the third story here. We don't have to go through the whole story. I just want to like mention Oh, yeah, it. yeah, yeah. This was one, should be one of the biggest stories that just they just happen to pass over. Well, it's, a who, it's a who leak, by on, the way. On the weekend. Mm-hmm. This came out over the weekend, so most people probably didn't pay attention to it. Uh, this is directly from the horse's mouth of MSN, by the way, so you know this is real. <laughs> a lot of different people covering it. Um, but I just want to read the headline there. Yeah, a lot of people covering it. But for this is from MSN, so you know it's real. Okay. <laughs> uh, the headline is Who, the World Health Organization, not the band, Who, Chief, quote, 
does believe COVID was leaked from a lab, end quote. Does believe COVID was leaked from a lab. That's crazy. Now, I know this sounded like a conspiracy. It was a conspiracy, actually. (laughs) According to China, it still is a conspiracy. Yeah. And I know that if you posted about it and you just asked a question, which is illegal to do, Mm -hmm. you got banned all over the place. Facebook specifically was (sighs) was removing those posts. And that's the danger of deciding that you're going to police the truth. Because, you know, now because people in the government have decided that it's okay to talk about it, then Facebook, I believe in May, stopped removing posts about the COVID lab leak or maybe a little bit before that. What if the people in the government would have never decided that it was okay to talk about it? What if Jon Stewart wouldn't have gone on and talked about it? I really do think, I, I see this starting with Jon Stewart, which is why I pulled up the video. When he went out there and you saw this mainstream left personality on a mainstream left show and say, yeah, clearly, obviously, you idiots, this came from a lab. We, we know that. It leaked out of this lab. I think that was when it became okay for everyone to talk about this, which is why I have the video queued up to appreciate Jon Stewart for one of, the, uh, one of the few really good things he's done over the last couple of years, <laughs> if you wanted to watch that. Or do you want to read the story? Let's watch it. <clears throat> okay, let's listen. For fun, all of us here together, let's just listen to Jon Stewart talking about this. To science. Science has in many ways helped ease uh, the suffering of this pandemic, uh, which was more than likely caused by science. <laughs> so, and that's kind of. Hold on a second. No, 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 no. Now, listen, listen. I'll, it's I'll, coffee. I wouldn't I'm, do that. To you. I wouldn't for, do that to you. I'm so what, what do you? Takes, but what do you? What, 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 what do you mean by? Do you mean like well, so this was, perhaps there was a chance that this was created in a lab? There's an investigation. A chance? Well, but I'm, I, so, I, 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 oh I, my if God. there's evidence, I'd love to hear it. There's I don't a know. novel respiratory coronavirus overtaking Wuhan, China. What do we do? Oh, you know who we could ask? The Wuhan novel respiratory coronavirus lab. The disease is the same name as the lab. That's just, that's just a little too weird, don't you think? And then they ask those scientists, they're like, how did this... So wait a minute, you work at the Wuhan Respiratory Coronavirus Lab. How did this happen? And they're like, mm, a pangolin kissed a turtle. <laughs> and you're like, no. I, you, you, the wait, name wait. of your lab, wait. if you look at the name, look at the name, can I, let me see your business card. Show me your business card. Oh, I work at the coronavirus lab in Wuhan. Oh, because there's a coronavirus loose in Wuhan. How did that happen? Maybe a bat flew into the cloaca of a turkey and then it sneezed into my chili and now we all have coronavirus. Like, come on. Okay, okay, okay. Wait a second. What about this? What about this? Listen to this. Wait a second. All right. John. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's been an outbreak of chocolatey goodness near Hershey, Pennsylvania. What do you think happened? Like, oh, I don't know. Maybe a steam shovel made it with a cocoa bean. Or it's the (laughs) chocolate factory. Maybe that's it. That could be. That could be. 
Okay. That's enough. And Magoo from the live group says, I'm so glad John Stewart let us know when it was safe to say what everyone else had been saying for 16 months. Not everyone else, but just the people who knew that who were speaking the truth. Just people who were willing or to pe- people, throw the obvious out people there. People willing to ask a question and, mm-hmm. and be completely demonetized from Or Facebook. Trump willing to go out there and say that it, mm-hmm. you know that that's what probably happened. It was mainly people who I would say are center or lean to the right. Mm-hmm. Or a lot of libertarians. Yeah. So it's like the, just not the left. Yeah. Obviously, that was complete xenophobia. Yeah. If you were to sug- even ask the question. That wouldn't it come from China. They're communist. Yeah, why? <laughs> you think scientists want to hurt people? That would never. No this way. Is now, science. Saying that this leaked from a lab, by the way, does not mean that it was intentionally leaked from the lab. Those are two different things. And we could uh, hypothesize and theorize about whether or not it was intentionally leaked from the lab to create this whole thing. That's a that's a different part of the conspiracy. That's when you reach the latter stages. Which, by the way, most people weren't saying that it was done on purpose. Yeah. That were that was more of the hard right and some libertarians mm. that, that were saying that. But the but I possibility do, I can tell that it you came from healthcare course. professionals that I've talked to before, um, in dealing with this virus, um, they a lot of them absolutely think it was done on purpose because they're, they're like, we have never encountered um, a virus that gets worse when you try to help people. <laughs> like literally putting people on uh, or intubating people caused the virus to go airborne. It's like throwing gas on the fire. Exactly. It's crazy. And so... Yeah. Now, whether the Chinese did this on purpose as biological warfare, I don't know if we'll know that for sure, unless we can somehow, you know, infiltrate their government and find some leaked documents or something. I don't think we're ever going to know for sure on any of this stuff. I I would say it's still on the table. There's been plenty of time for all the evidence to have been deleted and burned and and all the people that knew about it to, to be killed. On on all of this, even if it was an unintentional leak from the lab, those people are gone, too. And so the idea that we're going to do who also announced that they wanted to do more investigation. But, but to say that it would be crazy for the Chinese government to do something like this. Oh, the like you clearly don't understand your own American government tested chemical and biological weapons on their own soldiers. The incentive structure lines up perfectly for this like, to have been intentional. Of course, uh, it's it's very perfect. The, the benevolent American government employed Nazi soldiers, or sorry, Nazi scientists. Charlie watched the Operation Paperclip documentary over the weekend. I for did. Anyone who's wondering, it made me what's so angry. On. Yeah, so mad, so angry that this happened, and that, and then, and then they operate with impunity, right? Nobody went to jail over this. So you think, if your American government can do that, what do you think the Chinese government would do? <laughs> You don't think that this is something they would do? Now I'm not. I don't know the truth, but to 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 say that you can't even say that's a possibility, or to even ask the question, is insane. Insane. Well, welcome to 2022, bud. Glad to have you. This is why I'm completely nihilistic today. <laughs> All right, let's go home. I knew I woke up today and was just feeling like nothing matters. But finally, we have. But it's another- not true. It's not. No, Mm-mm. it's it's not. Things do things do matter, um, and if someone can explain how, let me know. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, y'all. If you enjoyed uh, us attempting to say the word post apocalyptic, <laughs> post post apocalyptic, 
If you enjoyed that, then please share the show with a friend, a family member, a foe. Don't make me laugh. I got to pee. And the children. And uh, leave us a rating and review. Uh, Not based on today's show, though. Well, you can. Leave a rating review based on a a different show. (laughs) Five stars. From like a year ago, preferably. Five stars for entertaining you on the news of the day. That's what this is about. That's what the show is about. Okay? It's entertainment on the news of the day where you learn real value. And that's that's what the five stars is worth, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you do all of those things, all of them, go to mastermindtrades.com to figure out what's going on with the market. <coughs> Sorry, I had some COVID in my throat. <laughs> Can we end the show? <laughs> I had some COVID in, stuck in my throat. I'm actually seeing how long I can drag this I out. Know. Because my, I, my neighbor has COVID right now, because so I'm probably going to get it soon. I know that you have to pee. <laughs> I've got to pee so bad. I know, and I'm just trying to see how long I can drag this out. I'm sure everyone's enjoying that. Stop the record button. So, you have anything you want to say to finish the show? I feel like an All-American. All okay. right. All right, y'all, if you do all those things, we'll be back again tomorrow. hope you have a good day and a good post-apocalyptic Monday. Nice. Good morning, Liberty. Good morning, Liberty.